Our reading is from Acts, the 10th chapter, verses 34 to 48. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right and acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word, and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Arthur Litke, Bethel Lutheran Church, Glenshaw, Pennsylvania. There is a difference between knowing something intellectually and having faith in it to such an extent that it impacts your life and actions. In my confirmation classes, I tell my students that faith is comprised of three things, knowledge, assent, and trust. Knowledge is simply knowing what the Bible says. Assent is believing that what the Bible says is true. Trust is staking your salvation on it. The example that I like to use with my students goes something like this. If I claim that I can push a wheelbarrow across Niagara Falls on a tightrope, and you hear me make that claim, that's knowledge. If you believe that I can do it, that's assent. But trust is when you're willing to ride in the wheelbarrow. In today's reading, the Apostle Peter preached a sermon that not only taught others, but taught the preacher as well. As a faithful Jew, Peter had known for a long time that God's chosen people were to share their faith with the Gentiles so that they too could be brought into fellowship with God. But Peter's firsthand experience with Cornelius and his family had impressed upon him the reality that God truly does not make the kind of distinctions between people that we so often make. In the course of his sermon, Peter recites the facts of the Gospel and then interprets these facts in the light of Old Testament prophecy. 
concluding and proclaiming that Jesus is the promised Messiah, the one who, as God in the flesh, made full and complete atonement for the sin of all people for all time, and gives us the blessings of salvation in his chosen means of grace. The idea that the Lord's Christ would be a universal Savior was a universal idea to Jews like Peter. But now that Peter understood this, he proclaimed it to his newest converts, who just so happened to be Gentiles. What happened as a result of Peter's preaching of the gospel is what happens whenever the gospel of Christ is preached. The Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. That is God's promise, that his spirit accompanies his word and accomplishes what the Lord desires at that particular time and place and in that particular situation. He has not promised that every time that the gospel is proclaimed and heard, there will be the kind of miraculous signs that happened when Peter preached to the household of Cornelius. But he has promised that his word that goes out from his mouth will not return to him empty, but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. The preaching of the gospel of Christ is never in vain. It is God's universal message of salvation intended for every sinner with the promise that the power of the Holy Spirit accompanies it. That's encouraging news not only for sinners who feel alienated from God and his people, but also for the disciples of Jesus who share the good news, often without visible results, but always with the promise of God's blessing and power. Whether you are a preacher of the gospel or a hearer, it is comforting to know that in that gospel, Jesus offers you the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation that he won for everyone by his perfect life and innocent death, guaranteed by his glorious resurrection, and gives to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, working through word and sacrament. Amen. We thank Pastor Arthur Litke for today's meditation on God's Word.